This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Wrong Side of 30. My name is Brandon. I'm joined today by Keisha. Say hello, Keisha. Oh, hey. What's up? And ladies and gentlemen, he's back. He's bullish. He's Billy. (laughs) Hello. My what, what, the, what the fuck is that? Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> what is that voice? What is that? What do you mean? This is my voice. Is that Invader Zim? It sounds like Invader Zim. No, do the whole thing like that. Do the whole podcast like that. All roll. This is my roll. Okay. okay. There it is. You got, you got three hours of that motherfucker. I hope you're ready. So we are running today on some spare power. We have uh, our dogs diligently. Running in a little circle, generating power because Texas has no power. Did you hear that? Yeah, man. I did my part. I raised my temperature to 72. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that blew my voice. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me. Have you seen this stupid, like, come and take it, and it's a picture of a thermostat? It's funny. I like it. I've sent that to people. That's how I feel. It's like, fuck you, motherfucker. I'm not putting my energy down. Why don't you fix the fucking grid? They're like asking you to put it to like 78, 79. Yeah. That's outside weather. I don't, yeah. I have a house because I want inside weather. Close all your blinds, close all God. of your shutters, live in darkness. So like turn all your fans on. Okay. Like we yeah. didn't know it was going to be hot in, uh, <laughs> in, in, in June. <laughs> And you're like, well, what's the problem? Why do you have so many power plants offline? They're like, I don't know. There was some unexplained fire <laughs> in a nuclear power plant. And it's like, that seems bad. <laughs> that seems bad. They're like, you know how you could help? Turn your te- thermostat to 78. Call 1-800-UKRAINE for more information. That's 1-800-UKRAINE. Yeah. You joke about that, but this is this is like real like fucking la- late stage USSR bullshit, the way that Texas runs its energy grid. Like if you ever think that like, oh yeah, the the way Uber gets drivers with surge pricing is great model, that's the way the Texas energy grid works. It's real dumb. <laughs> Did we vote for that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Because we keep electing the same assholes. Thanks, boomers. Thanks, boomers. <laughs> Wait, but they're the ones who vote. Shouldn't we be mad at us for not voting? We should be. Thanks, what are we, Zoomers? Millenni- or millennials. Millennials. Forgot to mention at the top of the show, please join our Patreon or uh, sponsor us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I believe. Sponsorships have now launched on Apple, so uh, it helps us make the show, helps us do a lot of stuff. Do you know what that tastes like? It, it, tastes, it tastes like tastes, sponsorship no, 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 on no. Patreon and <laughs> Apple. It tastes like somebody melt liquefied those banana runts. runts yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like the yellow Starburst. That's why I got real it's fucking disgusting. shock value beer right now. Burn that shit. We had our second Patreon hangout. Uh, it was pretty fun. I think we're just going to try to schedule these more in advance, so we'll give everyone like a... <laughs> yeah, shout out to Jeffrey, by the way. Oh, yeah, uh, he's uh, my favorite. 
I mean, everyone's my favorite. I love all of you. Sorry, I don't have favorites, but like Jeffrey's pretty cool. Yeah, so Jeffrey <laughs> is uh, deploying sometime soon. He's Air Force though, right? He was in the Army. Yeah, he's, he's Air, Air Force. Force. Yeah, uh, he's deploying sometime soon. So we are uh, very much thinking about him. And if you found, you know, a little satellite or some way to listen, but, uh, you know, get home safe. In the words of like AIM from 1999, thoughts and prayers, man. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Don't be a hero. Come home to your family. Yeah, man. We can't have the hangouts without your like sarcastic comments and making fun of me. So it I brings really- energy too. So there's like, there's a lady on next door. <laughs> oh my God. Here I we was- go. Counting down the days where she sold her house. And I won't get into oh, the reasons you were going to say counting down the days until she turned 70. No. <laughs> She's annoying. Like, uh, to give you an idea, one of the equally repugnant things she said, and she said a lot of them, was how she feels the homeless would be better served in prison. Paraphrasing. It's just, she's just. Why? I, I don't know. She's not great. And I'm not crazy about her. So she moved, and I figure we're good, but she kept posting. They, I wait, was so like, they, what, you, what, <laughs> <laughs> what? You were beatboxing? And I'm like, <laughs> I've met the people that live in your house now. Why are you still here? They don't, it's not like you purge people that move from your neighborhood. Who's, who's, well, you who's can the report moderator? It and we started reporting her, but she just lies to like next door. And she just says, she just lies. But we need, what's that? What the, what the fuck are moderators doing? Isn't that their nothing, job? Nothing, nothing. The next door moderators are fucking Why don't useless. you become a moderator? I don't want the responsibility. But that would be the ultimate fuck you to everyone who no, trolls you. No, because I don't, I, because if I'm, a, if I'm a moderator, then I can't be crazy. Then you can't be the troll. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a troll. I don't have a reputation for trolling. I have a reputation for just having information. That's I'm the information Brandon, guy. You troll people everywhere you go in real life on the internet. Hey, hey, hey. You troll Chonks. That's why he's not here. I don't troll. I've never trolled Chonks. I sent Chonks a special happy birthday video. <laughs> we, you should, we should send that video to the Patreon why? people. Why? <laughs> because it's so funny and kind of creepy, but I get it. And tr- I tried to show Chonks. And he didn't, he didn't care for it. Oh, dogs don't like it when you try to show them videos. <laughs> so you did a, a photo shoot recently, right? I did. I did. Okay. So. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah. So there's the Facebook group that I joined that's just for women over 30 for Austin. And there was a photographer in there that was like, I'm trying to build out my portfolio. Show me your boobs. And I need. Um, <laughs> Tail I need, is all this time. <laughs> I need boudoir models to, and do stuff. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll do. So I told her, I was like, well, it's for my birthday. Like my birthday's coming up. It'd be great to be able to do that. And she like snuck me in. So she had a session for me. And I, I was like three or four hours and I had like five different outfits and we were like shooting around her house. It was amazing. So he should tag this girl. And I was like, yeah, I'll follow an Instagram account of boudoir photos. I'm all for it. Like pinup photos? Like sexy, but. But um, appropriate, but not really. <laughs> there's like a there's like the there's like the red band version of like the photos. Nineteen fifties then... lewd. <laughs> no, they're pretty like they're like sexy pictures. I think. Yeah. So I followed this account. I'm like, yeah, I'll see random boudoir photos. And then like I'm like, oh weird. Keisha changed her profile photo to oh. one of her boudoir photos. Like, oh wait, no, the photographer did. Yeah. Man. And then I click through and like. Her entire apartment is nothing but Keisha Boudoir photos. And I was like, 
This is the fucking creepiest no, thing okay, there I was, have ever oh my God, seen. It's not permanent. She made decor- a shrine to you. It's not a permanent decoration. It was my reveal. So like she invites you over and she sets up the, po- the pictures that she picks. So did you already go do this? Yes, I already went and did it. So was all it of- not weird? No, it wasn't weird. It was super cool. And she had wine set up and there's cheese and then there's like a slideshow of like all of the photos that she liked. Okay, but were you like, are you? So you're going to take these down, right? Well, like, I was there about, was a so sex I, swing and a doll that looked so, like me and she asked for a trimming of my hair. <laughs> so I, when I walked in though and I saw them and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And then after everything was finished and I picked the photos that I wanted like digital files of, she actually like collected all of the little ones that you saw and gave them to me. So I got to take them home. Do you want to go see my red room while you're here? <laughs> Just be cool about it. My wife took those photos and then I put them up and then she got mad. Yeah, well, I mean, some of them are okay, but others are, like, not appropriate, like, to be out in public. Place your house in public! I'm going to put it in my closet. That's what I'll do. Which is also really weird, a shrine to your naked self (laughs) in your closet. I look at it every day. I'm like, go get them, Keisha. Like, (laughs) someone someone comes, uh, like, to dog sit for chonks or something, and you're out of town. Chunks, where'd you go? Chunksy, Chunksy, what the fuck? And then you come back and one of your photos is gone. Chunks, did you eat that photo? Or did you eat William's dog? Hey, can't say the R word. By the way, can I I say if I'm talking about a man? No, you can't. You can't say that Even if I'm talking about Greg Abbott, I can't call Greg Abbott a Call him other things. You can't say word. Oh, I just said it. <laughs> what about a, what if you like uh, add an adjective like sloppy? No. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you were British, you could say that and it would be more acceptable. Why? Not Why is it more acceptable? Because if you're that's British? what British people do. They, that's like part of their language. What if I've been very close to a British person Who? and it's rubbed off on me? Name a British person. Gavin. Last name. You say Rosdale, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> no, he, I used to work with him. He's British. He can. You can't say it. Why? Brandon, you can't. What if he fakes the accent? God. Oh, yeah. Can you say it in a, can you say it in a very convincing like British? Cockney. Conte. Greg, I'm a bit of a cunt. Is that a, is that work? That's not a British. That's not British. So, yeah. Hello, Gov. <laughs> it doesn't sound more like Adele, like a Cockney British. Adele doesn't sound Cockney yeah, at all. she does. Have you heard her talk? Cockney is like, hello. Yeah. What are she you sounds up like, to? oh, like Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse isn't, yeah. isn't she dead? It's like Dick she, Van Dyke from uh, Mary Poppins. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like a chimney sweep. Did you yeah. see, uh, what was that movie? Uh, Amy Winehouse. I don't, I've never heard either of these women talk. The Prestige. Yes. One of those guys had a Cockney accent. That's how you could tell him from his brother. Oh. One, of, one of the Christian Bales. Yeah. If you rewatch it. One of the Christian Bales has a Cockney and the other one doesn't. Oh. And you're like, oh, wow. This is really easy. I got to watch that again. Oh, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. And if you haven't seen it and we just ruined it, Sorry. fuck you. The movie's very old. You should have saw. You should have seen it. Way to pull a Keisha, Brandon. Okay, the, the movie came out <laughs> ruining shit in for like people. Two thousand nine. <laughs> Too Miss. soon. Too soon. How's uh? Hey, your boyfriend's cool. You seem happy. Yeah, no, it's going really well. No news him. is good news usually. Yeah. Oh, but but we are going on a trip next month. Ooh. We're going to Denver. Guess where he's taking me? Pot farm. Where? No, the Stanley Hotel, which is where my favorite movie was filmed. The Shining? Yes. We're staying at the Stanley Hotel. What the Ooh. fuck? That's the most serial killer thing that's it's happened so on this ro- show. It's so romantic. He's going to fucking kill you. <laughs> I cannot wait. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, it's we, so fucking suddenly, cool. It's so we, weird, though. Why given, is that weird? We've given Archie a pass, and we called everybody else a serial killer, and he's taking you to a fucking murder it's hotel. It's my favorite movie of all time. Why would that? That's so fucking romantic. You really want to get your butt eaten in the Shining <laughs> Hotel? Come on. And then we're taking a night tour of the hotel. Oh, my God. You're lucky it's summer and not fu- you're not fucking snowed in. What do you want I us to was... sing at your funeral? Wonderwall. What? No, I'm not singing that at your <laughs> fucking funeral. I, I'm not even going to go to your funeral now. <laughs> I want everyone to like give speeches and the eulogy and then someone say, Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Do you guys like lie have a problem falling asleep and you just start like imagining how you die? Anything like you just start running through stuff you don't what want to a, think about? What a vague thing! You <laughs> so, guys ever can't sleep and think of stuff? <laughs> okay, so like one of our our good friends, uh, you met Mark before. Yeah, he he almost died, and it was so awkward because we have our little pod, our COVID pod text group. And we're all trying to like ask how he's doing without being too obvious that we're worried that he's going to die. <laughs> so what do you say? Just so be so like, hey, I, what's up, dude? Just... Did you bring back things for the memory? No, I didn't bring that up, man. Hey, I got a, I got a good will guy. I don't know if you thought about your will lately. <laughs> well, no, I, I thought about his will. Oh, my God. I thought about his Brandon, will. I thought no. about making him a making a video for his <laughs> widow, Stop. a GoFundMe video, Stop. and having to talk to him. No. And like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, Brandon, what happens? No. If I don't have a TV on at night, this is what happens in my no. brain. I start working out all of these worst case scenarios and I'm like, well, how much can I raise in the GoFundMe <laughs> for his, his boyfriend? And You're planning out the logistics yes. of someone else's yes. death. Yes. That makes oh, There's Brandon, his funeral. That's too much. I, I can't. I know it is. I don't know. How do I stop? I literally had to tell someone in an email, a city employee, like, look, I don't like dealing with me either. <laughs> <laughs> like I get it I absolutely get it you and I are on the same page if you want we can go out for a beer <laughs> and complain about me but it is what it is so when can I get that bike lane <laughs> yeah it was about a shared use path See, but similar yeah God damn it, Brandon. She knows. She knows she can't pull a fast oh, one on me. Starts God. imagining like riding down the bike path and he's like, that would be a nice burial plot. <laughs> <laughs> or put like a bench in memory of. Well, luckily, Mark uh, did not have COVID oh again. God, uh, he, he just had a pneumonia. Which, people die from pneumonia, too. I know they die of pneumonia. That's why we were worried about him dying. God. He was in a death shape. And it's, you know what's fucking crazy in this fucking country? The second time he went to the ER, I was like, well, don't worry, Paula, because we're worried. I'm like, they're obviously going to admit him. He's had a fever for a fucking week straight, and they sent him home. And fever, they were like, fever for a week's not that bad. Uh, there was other shit. I don't want to get into it. It's his medical so, stuff. Oh, but, but like, they, they sent him home? They sent him home, and they're like, well, if you got to come back for a third time, then we'll admit you. And it's like, they punched his little, like, yeah, they his punched visits his little card. visits card. The fourth yeah. one is you can redeem a free entry to the ER. Oh, it ain't going to be free. <laughs> but your insurance will start covering it. 10 visits, and you get 15% off your next casket. Oh, man. <laughs> so, so, guys, what was the topic for today? I forget. Oh, wait. Memory? Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah. I thought it was forgetting. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Bottom five. Bottom five. You will die or you will eat the bottom five. Play it again. I need to rage. Bottom five. You will die or you will eat the bottom five. Fuck! Yeah, that felt good. So, memory. Worst things about memory just across the board just memory in general okay why i can't fucking stand memory cole wait a second wait. oh my god oh this is good this is good this fits go of on of course it fits. the theme is memory <laughs> so you're saying that his bottom five of memory fits with your top five of memory exactly oh, wow. <laughs> what a go coincidence on. go on it's like god Damn it. So, uh, number one, we waste our memory on the wrong things. You can't um. choose what you remember. You can't choose what you forget. I don't remember anything about trigonometry, but for some <laughs> reason, I can remember entire quotes from entire episodes of The Simpsons all the way through. <laughs> 23 minutes I can quote. But if you were to ask me about sine, cosine, tangent, I'd be like, what the fuck is that? Are those words? I don't know how to use a graphing calculator. Complete this Simpsons quote. Are you saying boo or, or booerns? I was saying booerns. I'm sure that's really funny if I've ever seen God, it. God damn it. Stop telling people you haven't seen The Simpsons. You're losing us credibility. <laughs> I'm going to run you over with my car. Oh, is that too far? No, no. Fucking do it. <laughs> no, but seriously, do you ever think about like the random fucking shit that yes. you remember all the time and how useless it is how and how it'd be nice to useless remember? It is. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and then, and then there's other things like trauma. Like, the one thing that you wish upon wish you could forget is the one thing that sticks with you for forever. <laughs> you pay people thousands of dollars in therapy bills to try and get rid of this fucking memory that's stuck to you like super glue. So do you think PTSD. If, yep. Do you think if an event is traumatic, you're more likely to remember it accurately? I don't know if no, it's it accurately. It just means you're more likely to remember something bad. But I feel like that's a tease for it later. It is a tease for later. Oh. We're going to learn more about trauma, kids. We're going to learn more about memory. Now reach and down and touch your toes. Fucking <laughs> shitty That's it not is. what I thought you were going to say to reach down and touch. Either one's bad, I'm pretty <laughs> wait, sure. Wait, 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 wait. What did you think he was going to say? <laughs> I thought he was going to say penis. Why would you need to <laughs> reach down you don't and touch need to your reach penis. down and touch You can touch your penis just without... like. <laughs> Have you seen the male a naked man before? It's not up. You still have to reach. You don't got to reach. It's right there. Oh, yours isn't going. No, like, no, it it's doesn't. It's not an elephant trunk. <laughs> if any, if anybody's dick goes all the way and touches the ground, I would suggest calling a physician immediately. I would take it. I don't care how useless that dick would be. It would just be cool to have it. I just want a big dick for a day. I just want to take, it, or feel take like, it out for a spin. I don't know, Brandon. Meat spin? No. I feel like it's kind of like having like a bulldog or a pug where it has wrinkles and you have to like take care of it. Okay. This, it day. this is my bottom five, <laughs> no, god damn it. I just want a big dick for a day. Hold on. <laughs> Resetting. <laughs> you can't. Do you ever think about like how you have like a really nice dream and then you fall back asleep and you, you go to sleep. And you're like, I want to remember this tomorrow. You wake up the next day. You have no fucking idea what the so goddamn worse. dream is. I can never remember where I put my keys, my wallet. I can't remember just really just things that would help me out on a general basis. Your memory is like your best friend who never shows up when you need help, never calls you on your birthday, and always puts his arm around you and says, you can count on me. Yeah. 
when you're like, motherfucker, remember this. There's money. There's money tied to you remembering it, you fucking asshole. Yeah. And it's like, sorry, I'm still remembering the record of the Houston Rockets <laughs> in uh, 1968. So I got to I got to keep that in. Number two. <laughs> misremembering things. I think this is also a tease, but memories are notoriously inaccurate. It's like failing a test in school. Remembering anything is like a failure in life to learn a lesson, or rather, misremembering anything represents a failure of life to learn any sort of lesson. It, It means you didn't gain perspective because you didn't learn the right fucking memory. And also, it has a huge impact on who you are and what you believe. Like, it creates prejudice, it's just it, it basically creates all of the things about you that are wrong are because you misremembered them and those somehow became a part of your fucking identity and also we live in this you know we have to prove everything right culture to some degree it's like oh i don't know i'll look it up on my phone or i have this fact i want to show you let me look it up and tell you what it is mm-hmm. so it's just constantly i mean it's good because you're being corrected it but at the same yeah. but at the same time it's just like it's a lot of pressure it it, it creates oh. a huge amount of self doubt in general across the board i've met a lot of people who are full of shit that so really here, yeah. get annoyed when you fact check them with your phone so here's the thing they're like oh you're one of those people yes i'm one of those people that thinks i have an opportunity to understand if what we are talking about is true or not, and I'm going to take it. Well, here's the thing. What I just do is I lie. What? What do you lie about? Everything. Anything. What? Because if, if I don't remember something, I'd rather lie about it. Why? Just be honest. Than say that I don't know. Dude, no. Every time. So this happens every time. say I don't know. No, it's not. It is empowering. No, Brandon. If you're like, hey, Keisha, did you ever watch The Simpsons? I'm like, yeah, totally. So good. So good. That don't one be episode. one of those people. I do it, and then you're like, oh, okay, God. she's you cool. Know what that is just say no. No. Why? Because I get Why like, is I your get self esteem. No, wh- it's not even my self esteem. It's just like I feel. I don't know. There's like a. It's like a jolt of like happiness when I say that I know something, and the other person reacts positively. I'm like, oh, that made them happy. For me. I'm no, lying. No, no. Sometimes I'm lying look, for look, the look. people. I'm one of those people that <laughs> reacts like that, not because I'm happy you know it, but because I'm like, oh. You're lying, but <laughs> I guess you're one of those people. There is nothing. Do you know? Do you more... know when I'm lying, Brandon? Do you know? No, because you're, you're apparently a compulsive liar, yeah. so it's impossible I'm to know. So good at it. I'm. I'm. Your name's not even Keisha. I'm not convinced that you always watch the episodes for <laughs> 90 Day Fiance when we do podcasts on them. Yeah, I remember. So I think you're remember, lying about that's that. That's true. There are some that I did I know. know. <laughs> so I do think I know when you're lying. But there is nothing more empowering in just saying, oh, yeah, I don't know. Because what it says is, like, I don't feel so self-conscious about my intelligence. But then there's, like, this weird, like, it's just. No one knows everything. I don't know. And then at the end of it, they're like, oh, okay, well, I thought you would know. And then the fucking conversation's done. And we've, now we're both uncomfortable. No, but now you can, like, you know, they can talk. You can listen. I don't like that. You don't. (laughs) Don't like that. Don't like the listening part. No shit. Really? Wow. Go on with your Welcome bottom. to the fucking podcast. Yeah, half of the comments when we Zoom podcast record is Billy <laughs> anger typing that Keisha's on her phone the whole time. <laughs> or eating. Keisha's Number- bending over and grabbing her penis. <laughs> Reach down and touch your cock. Number three. Number three, the double side of the memory dagger not just misremembering, but forgetting altogether. When memory fails, 
we forget. And forgetting seems to only happen to things that are pleasant or helpful or things that you need to know. You don't think about like the random shit that you didn't need to know that you luckily happen to forget to free up fucking RAM for the rest of your important memories to come in. I know, it's fucking frustrating. Planning leads to memory, memory leads to forgetting, and forgetting leads to complete ineptitude on planet Earth. Have you ever forgot someone's birthday? Oh my God, I forget my own birthday. That's what Facebook is for. That's why Keisha has my birthday mom's month. birthday is <laughs> on that's Facebook. That's why it's birthday month. You just you can't it's go wrong. It's easier to remember. You got a, you know, 8% chance or something. We'll talk a lot about forgetting today. I'm certain of it. But forgetting, forgetting is like the ultimate failure because everything you do is based on memory. Learning is based on memory. Identity is based on memory. And forgetting is the ineffectuality of being, period. Now, Keisha wasn't listening, but she was looking up to the left like she was trying to comprehend <laughs> the words coming out of my mouth. Number four, memories that were once correct, but then proved to be inaccurate over time. I.e., you learn history one way, and then you're like, oh, I'm certain of this. I learned it. I fucking aced my history test. And then all of a sudden, they're, you have no idea because you haven't taken history in 20 years. They've changed history. <laughs> yeah, like Wait. when they changed Helen Keller, and then they changed the, uh, the Berenstein Bears. Is this, no. is this like the Man- Mandela effect? <laughs> What's that girl that like hung what out? What the fuck? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, the Mandela effect has to do with death. Doesn't no, it? no, 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 no. It's like people have two different memory. Like they have two versions of um, of a thing. So like they think that it's like two dimensions that are crossing. And people are living two versions of it. The internet. So, for example, a lot of people think that the show is called Sex in the City. No, it's Sex and the City. But there's there's actual like official license like memorabilia that says Sex in the City. Yeah, I've I've been there before. It's just kind of fuck ups that no one was paying attention to. No, and then the Berenstein Bears. What with the Berenstein? There, there's the Berenstein Bears, and then there's the Berenstein Bears. God damn it. They're yeah. just fuck-ups. They're humans. We no, but then the Nelson Mandela, the, what it's named after, though, is like a real thing. Like, people vividly remember him dying. That's why I said it's about death. But it's not the whole thing. The whole thing is not about yeah, death, I but know, the theory. it's about false memory, but it was like, oh, yeah, rest in peace, Nelson Mandela. And he's like, he's still alive. Do you he's remember him dying? He's dead for real, though, right? Didn't he just die? Like, yeah, I'm serious. Ago? He's dead for real. Yeah, but before people thought he died sooner. I know, but but if the effect is real, then he could still be alive right now. No, it only happens once. There's a rule. What do you mean? It's like the Matrix. The whole point is you don't know, right? Like, you just assume. But I'm pretty sure he's dead. But I would say that because of the effect. Oh, my God. He died back in 2013. See? No, you looked at us like you thought he was still alive. Don't you looked at me that know. you thought he was still alive? Oh my god, I cannot work with her anymore. <laughs> this show's gonna—it's gonna be like the Die Hard episode. I'm just gonna <laughs> fucking walk out. Don't. Like, does Curious George have a tail or does he not have a tail? Of course, he has a tail. He's a monkey. He does he have a, have a tail? Look, man, there's two I'm versions. You, some people think he has there. a tail. And some Sometimes people think he doesn't have a tail. And no, like, no one notices. And then at the end, you're like, "How did no one notice this?" Brandon. And then other does okay. Does the does the mascot for Monopoly does he have a monocle? No, I don't fucking care. <laughs> this is this is so stupidly moot. No, it's it has real. Nothing to do it's with like my a, list. It's a conspiracy theories. It's, Look, a, it's a thing about memory. You're talking about misremembering. Yeah, you're talking about a completely different thing it's that the I'm same talking about. Words. No, misremembering <laughs> was number two. This is the fact that you base memory on something that is at one point true and then becomes false over time. 
but you never have the opportunity to really learn what it is again because you've committed it to memory. Yeah, so the concept it, that you learn something, you commit it to memory, you know it, you don't have to continue to research it, but the, what you learned is now wrong because things change over time. The, the problem is that we aren't searching for knowledge, we're searching for answers, and once we have answers, we no longer feel like we need to continue to search for that knowledge because we know the answer. But don't you just search for knowledge for other questions? I, you're missing my point Sorry. on this I one. Am. But once you learn something, you're saying that's it. Once you learn something, you don't think you need to continue to learn about it because you learned it. And then if it proves to be wrong, it's like, it's like when, so, so here's an example. I got in a huge fight with my dad once because my dad was talking about how the Civil War was about uh, states' rights. And I was like, no, Civil War is about slavery. And he's like, I fucking studied this in school, blah, blah, blah. My dad takes me home and points out the fucking textbook where it starts talking about how the whole Civil War is about states' rights. And I say states' rights have slavery. And a big argument ensues. But it's still like you learn this one thing and then, you know, 60 years later, because my dad, you know, learned this forever ago and he's 80 now. It's just like, oh, yeah, that, I mean, that was what you were taught. That was true. You memorized that fact at that right. time. And then history books change. Boomers. Yeah. Boomers do not like that, man. Like our fucking. We're not going to like it. No, I don't like no, it. No, I will. I'll be fine with it. No, I will. No, because that's what I'm trying to tell boomers now. Like, look, man. You're off the driver's seat. You guys are about to die. You got to let the other generations, you got to trust that they're learning from your mistakes. And then they are bring, they are moving the human race forward. Boomers mm -hmm. don't want to accept that. Right now, we have so many problems in Texas, but like the governor and his cohorts are so focused on ending discussion of uh, race mm -hmm. in school and how race is such an integral part of social construct within this country, which, like, any historian will tell you is true. Yeah. Like, critical race theory isn't white people are the devil. It's just that, like, you know, we have prejudices that are manifested, even post-slavery, that disenfranchise people of color. And these are backed up with facts, but, like, people don't like the idea that others are learning something different than what they learned. And I think that's the problem that you're describing. I mean, that's a very specific example of it. But it could also be that, like, you know, you learned that this is how you do a, you know, a math table and they've changed the way. Oh, that like you Common do Core math. and stuff? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it really could be anything yeah. like that. Yours is a much more poignant and thoughtful example. Or like, numbers are hard. <laughs> but uh, I, mine could be like, the calories in a Tic Tac are five, and now they're ten, mm -hmm, because they've mm -hmm. changed the formula of Tic Tacs. Well, I heard like a parent talking about how they change how you do math. I don't know what... I, yeah, like, it's common, common core. core. It's common core. What is... Is that with the fingers? No. There's like a whole thing. There's like a whole... Why are you laughing? Thing. There's like... Use your finger. You ever see like... You just you just mimed like a child counting. <laughs> like, is that I, that's what they do. They look <laughs> at their hand and then they answer the problem. I don't know how it works. So like the count from Sesame Street. One. One two. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm not so arrogant or insecure that I think I understand something that i obviously don't understand maybe you should See, be this is this is where i disagree with you when uh that's what i remember you were saying the more you learn about something the more you feel like you don't need to learn about it i feel like the more you learn about something the more you realize that you don't know anything about it mm, like the it, more it you actually understand something the more you realize oh this is very complex that's what leads to imposter syndrome i think there's no, a think correlation you're right, you're right. Yeah. 
I people think I who miss- know very little about something can have a high confidence yes. in what they know. Yes. I think I'm talking more about traditional education where you learn with the, with an end, the means to an end, right? Yeah. Being the test. So you're talking about learning for like thirst for knowledge, thirst in which for knowledge. case you would continue to learn on a, on a topic yeah. like that. You would continue to, to remain an expert on it. But my point is still valid that the problem with memory is that you could actually be right and then be wrong later. And it's almost sure. more a problem with time than a problem with memory. So you're saying I have to admit that I don't know something? You say, I think it's blank, and then you wait for someone to correct you. And you're like, no, no, no one? If, okay. if, if someone doesn't, I mean, if you don't know something. Oh, wait, just, you lie. You just lie. It's a great opportunity. Like, I love not knowing something that someone else knows because I get, instead of reading it on my phone, I can just like hear and ask. Have I have some? I have like a but, more like yes. interactive experience in trying to like learn and understand. Okay, something. but the thing is, there are people that take that as an opportunity to like be a douchebag about it. Like some people rub it in your face that you don't know. Why are you friends? Why are you I'm not friends with people? them. Sometimes I'm just in groups of people that they happen to be in. Like and mock them for it. That's why. Like, I, that's why I lie. Like if I were to ask you like capitals of specific states right yeah. now and I made fun of you for not knowing that the capital of North Dakota is Bismarck. Biz- is it really? It's not Bismarck. It is, it it is, is Bismarck. Bismarck. Yeah, it is. I don't even I know I was going to say Bizquick. I, it's like we're doing a show with a child. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I remembered it when I was little. <laughs> Missouri. That is, just, that is just memorization. St. Louis? It's not intelligent. All right, are we doing top five? It is memorization. That's it my is. point. Yeah, yeah, it's not learning. You're just memorizing. No, learning is memorization. So oh. I have, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. It's, I, I don't think, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Uh, it, it, at the fundamental core, I think it's true. I think sure, you get into critical sure, thinking sure, beyond sure. memorization. Wait, we didn't do questions. I haven't even gotten to number five <laughs> yet. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's why I asked if we are done. All right, number five. The impact on your entire personal identity. So if the theory holds, we are who we are based on what we remember because what we remember sort of becomes these core pillars of us as a personality. So it determines the things that we believe to be true because we memorize things as true. Those are the tenets of our lives. But memory has weakened as culture and and technology have continued, right? We used to have all of these spoken histories and epic poems where we didn't have a printing press. So stories like Homer and the Iliad and all of that shit were told based on people's memories. They were spoken poems because we didn't have the printing press. So as technology's furthered, our need for memory has shrunk. Therefore, it's like an atrophied muscle. We're getting worse and worse at memory because we can look stuff up on our phone or we can, sure. everything is mass printed, mass produced. And so now our personality is based on a failed mechanism that we don't use anymore. True. That ain't true. What the or, yeah, it is. And, or, it, or it's like, who, who's the fastest in Googling stuff? Billy, well, how, how, close, how close do you think our version of the Iliad is when someone finally fucking wrote it down to when Homer first belched it out to some dude? I'm fairly certain that there are studies that have shown that the human memory, the, the amount of stuff we hold in memory has gone down over generations. Maybe at an... Like, just maybe it was artificially higher uh, out how of necessity. Many, how many phone numbers did you accuracy. use to memorize as a kid? When you, oh, like, you used to call your best friend, did you know them all? Yeah, yeah, How yeah. many of your best friend's phone Two numbers do you still know? I don't know, I know, I don't know anyone's number. Yeah. Because know, you don't need to use no. it anymore. I know my mom's number. Yeah, but you remember other stuff. It doesn't mean that all you're saying is we're not remembering the same stuff we used to remember. I, I don't think that means we don't remember as much. I do. I actually do think that. I think that there was such an emphasis placed on memory 
that people held histories in their brain. People no, don't need to do. Changed, there's not. There's man. not. It's the telephone <laughs> yes, game. My point is, shit changed, but it's it's it didn't change as much. I think that when there was 15 people that were all trying to memorize the same thing and keeping checks and balances on each other, which doesn't happen anymore, and now it's just written down. You don't have to remember it anymore. And yeah, if but your the life- check is that it was written down. No. That's the check. No, that there's a cross reference you can go to. On Wikipedia for oh, an now, article, I think you're talking about this. You can look at twenty. No, but no, some, now. but sometimes it isn't written down. Is what he's saying. Like a lot of it was like I would tell you a story, and then you remember as much as you can of that story, and then retell it. Yeah, but that's not accurate. Like I would naturally change shit based on how I remember it. Memory maybe was marginally better, but like significantly better before technology. I think it was. Come on. Yeah, because you it was out of necessity. If if importance was placed on memory due to necessity and memory and the fact that what you hold in your head is what defines you as a person, and now people are also defining themselves on a person, but they take memory for granted because everything's written down, then yes, I think it weakens who you are. How as a how is how you are defining yourself as a human being, your own personality contingent on memory? Let's talk about indoctrination. Do you believe in indoctrination? No, 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 no. But like specifically about how who you are changes based on how much technology you used to remember. Okay. Do we hold it to be true that you base, you, the person you become is based on what you learn as a child, things that you commit to memory, things that you hold true, and then you build your life upon those things that you hold true. To a degree, but those things also change as you grow older and you learn new things. You change the person that you are based on how you interact with your environment. Yes, but also, though... You don't believe in core tenets? Like key values? You think your values change? Yeah, your values change. A lot of people's values change drastically. I don't don't agree. I think the Ten Commandments are still in play. No, I mean... I mean, like, you're... I don't think... I don't think anyone's changing whether or not they think it's okay to kill somebody, but, but, like... That's extremes. I think your core values, though, are the same. And that is based off of the things that you remember from when you were young. What are your core values? Like, what are you saying? Like, how are you defining someone? I'm going to send the philosophy article that I read earlier today all about how your self is identified by memory and how your most important memories define who you are, the decisions you make later in life, because you learn lessons via how you remember things. Yes, I agree. And I am trying to say that it, when there was a bigger importance placed upon memory and memory was held more sacred because it was how information was transmitted, then your memory, you're way more focused on keeping memories and keeping memories accurate, whereas now we don't need to keep memories accurate because of what you're saying, which is true. Technology keeps us in check. But what you're saying is the significant memory, significant things of your life yeah. influence who you are, whatever that that question means i don't disagree Mm. with that but what i'm saying is i don't think having a phone and writing something down changes how you remember significant things in your life but something is traumatic mm. or whatever the opposite of the positive version of traumatic is you're going to remember it how you're going to remember it you're not going to be like oh my god this moment was so important to me let me put it down on my phone and not commit it to memory it's going to be there i don't know that i agree with that and i think I think uh, what you are going to share later, which I once again tease and forecast, and this is definitely going to be a two-part episode at this rate. No. Uh, the inaccuracy of memory is something minutes. that you told me earlier today. Yeah. You were going to talk about inaccuracy of memory, and I bet if you were to do those studies 
500, 600 years ago, it would have been a different rate. Yeah, I don't know about that. That would be interesting because I think it I, is. I truly believe there's more that. value in memory back then there is now. Right now, there are there so many. There was also less knowledge to consume, so right. you could actually hang so on to that. You have space. I don't know, Brandon. Let me ask you this. RAM is like real estate. Yeah. Memory is like real estate. There's only so much land you can take up. And as we become wider and wider, wider as far as the knowledge that we consume, the less and less space we have to hold on to that. Memory. I'm going to ask you four questions. You tell me if you strongly agree, mostly agree, mostly disagree, or strongly disagree. I don't want to participate. Go. You got to participate. It's required, legally required. But permanent memory. Once you have experienced an event and formed a memory of it, that memory does not change. Do you strongly agree, mostly agree, mostly disagree, or strongly disagree? Mostly. Uh, strongly disagree today, but probably agree in like 1,200. <laughs> okay. Um, in my opinion, the testimony of one confident eyewitness should be enough to convict a defendant of a crime. Strongly agree, mostly agree, mostly disagree, or strongly disagree? Strongly disagree, but mostly disagree in 1200. Mostly disagree. <laughs> oh, wait. No, eyesight was worse then. Oh, fuck. Mostly disagree across the board. <laughs> Human memory works like a video camera, accurately recording the events we see and hear so that we can review and inspect them later. Uh, okay. Hold on. Strongly agree. Mostly agree. Mostly disagree. Strongly disagree. I think the entirety of my bottom five told you that I have zero trust in memory, I so I'm fairly mostly certain. Mostly disagree. Yeah, it's going to be mostly disagree across the board. Uh, well, isn't there a thing, though, that talks about like what, you're, what you actually remember, what your memories are, are based off of the last time you remembered them? So the variations in how you remember. But that's the thing, right? Like, because like, it, it's only as accurate as the last. If you, so if you keep remembering something over and over again, the same way that you remember it, then it stays consistent. But if your stuff that you're like repeating and then you don't think about it again, the version that you're going to tell now is based off of the last time you remember it. That's yeah, like telephone. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you I'm glad you bring that up because there's certain things I I just remember remembering them. Right. <laughs> I remember like I know like I feel like I should know this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I exactly. remember I told myself to remember something, but I don't remember what exactly. something yeah. is. Right. All right. Uh, last question out of the four. Hypnosis is useful in helping witnesses accurately recall details of crimes. Oh, totally agree. A thousand percent agree. Yeah, big time. Okay, yeah. so basically all four of these experts strongly disagree up to 95%. The whole point is that memory is extremely inaccurate, extremely influenced by outside perspectives, uh, and it cannot be cut. It should not be trusted. Even if you're, hip you're hypnotized? <laughs> yes. Aw. Then apparently throw out all history before like 1300. So I I don't know. I feel like I've always struggled a little with memorization. Like uh, I was trying to explain to Billy before the show started. I so the the way that I in my brain when I when I well, I want to say something, I feel like I kind of draw it out mm -hmm. logically, and then I send an order <laughs> <laughs> to verbalize it. And sometimes I get words back that I know immediately after I say them. Are not right. Are the yeah are yeah. are not remotely right. And we it's call that a Keisha. <laughs> That's me. So I would say like I d I definitely feel like I have a problem with memory recall. Like there are just certain things that I know. I've been to this restaurant ten times and yet oh I can't but remember. Maybe the it's just because it's not important to you. It is important because it but frustrates me that I can't remember. But it. it's the the after is important to you. The fact that you forget is important, but not the actual memory. 
So maybe my so your issue is that my issue is that I always think I don't have enough time to say what I want to say. And so my brain is going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> your brain out. has never gone 100 yeah. miles per hour. Like uh, kilometers. Then. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. I'll give her. Yeah. I'll give her kilometers. I worry so much. And so I know that I'm, I'm trying to cover all the bases, but I'm definitely forgetting important things because I'd rather say everything than the key thing. Does that make sense? The lights just turned on as if from some. This, from yeah, the, because there's the motion sensors that cue lights. How do you turn on lights in your house? I don't know. I'm not Through rich, switch. apparently. You switch. It's nothing to do with being rich. You know, that sensor's like 30 bucks. I have carpal tunnel from all the switching I've been doing. Look, man. (laughs) Houses today, with the rules today, there's going to be like, and open floor plans, there's going to be like 30 switches that you have to manage. Or You're telling me that that was the first time motion happened in that hallway at 921? Dude, I'll show you. I'll pick a point. Vader and Penny have been walking in and out like all night. It's, it's, content. Goddamn poltergeist. it's not a goddamn poltergeist. There's no fucking was poltergeist. Was your house built on an Indian burial? You can't God. say Indian. <laughs> so, uh, what? It's so interesting to try to understand what the fuck memory is. Because in my brain, what I imagine is that memory is like a instinctual imprint. Like you imprint things, important things that happen to you. Like don't eat that plant; it almost killed you. Uh, don't touch that animal. It bit your hand off like real, like fucking primate shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And the way that we utilize memory is not for survival. We use memory for, to help us in all these different ways. It feels more like, especially when you're sitting there trying to remember something almost like you are in a straitjacket and you are trying to imprint a wall by banging yourself against it right because if you're just sitting there trying to memorize something imagine you're back in school for a test and you're just sitting there rereading it over and over and over again still in my job today yeah see you have to learn use cases yeah like so you just keep trying to like imprint physically imprint and i've i've tried to read about like tactics well no no no. what what memory is on a on a a biology level and chemical it still doesn't even make no. sense. It's like how the neurons are, are interacting. It, 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 it just doesn't compute. It, it still it defies all logic that we could have what I would call an elective memory, not contingent on survival instincts, not contingent on instincts you're born with, but we can just electively choose to remember so much bullshit. It's amazing. But my point is you can't choose. It just, some of it just... Sticks. sticks and others you can i mean well, some I stuff's know easier quotes i don't want to know them all yes you do on, a, on some level you want to you enjoy them mm. they mean something they mean something they, to you they spark they noise. mean something to you they connect with you that's my it's fucking terrible it's i like know the, the simpsons connects life. with you man yeah me too is it all the simpsons gift let me ask you something so you know you're back home from a trip what are you left with memories memories <laughs> And photos Instagram now, but, but, but and Instagram photos. To your right. point earlier, there's got to be some difference between like language memory or things like to learn vocabulary. That memory has got to be a different memory than the representation of events, which is the kind of uh, percentages you were throwing out earlier. It was more like courtroom 
memory, right? Yeah, that that chart came from a specifically something that's more like to do with law stuff. This is going to be more questions than answers, but wouldn't you think that those are two different parts of the brain to some degree? Because I don't know the way you we see, perceive events. You see has what to be I did? Language. You see what I did? I said I don't know because I'm not a fucking expert, and I I feel fine. I no, I want to be lied you. to. Okay, Keisha, why don't <laughs> you explain? Say say something confident so we can make fun of you. To the different. <laughs> I'm sorry, repeat the question. Here's what I want to know. <laughs> I feel like Total Recall was onto something, man. Vacations where you just play, pay for the memory imprint. No, and Photoshops. So you're left is with all the Instagram Is that what Total Recall is about? You haven't seen the original Total Recall? It's so good. Pretend you went to Mars. Oh, I went to Mars. Yeah. It's great. I keep getting that mixed up with no, I RoboCop. Want, no, so lie and tell me the the prop, the plot of Total Recall. Yeah, like, explain, the, the plot. explain the plot Just of Total Recall. Walk it through. Walk it through. Yeah. I don't know. I've never seen it. Okay, I know. That's that the whole good? fucking point. Doesn't that feel good to say I don't know? I've never seen it. No, I don't, I don't like this feeling. So, question, back to the question. Would you pay discounted price for a vacation where you're left with memories that are every bit as real as every other memory in your head. No. It's a very interesting question because in theory, yes. Like if you were to say theoretically, but then that once again overinflates what memory is. Because if you were to ask me about my Italy vacation and what I remember, I could probably only name like five or six things, which makes me feel like if I were to pay for someone to implant memories, it's like I vaguely remember eating buffalo mozzarella and there was a view that was pretty but i don't remember the view mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so there is there is something to things being genuine and living life in the present that is lost in that it, it's it's weird right because we always talk about mindfulness mindfulness we always right. talk about mindfulness and how important it is to like be what does it matter once you're out of the present? See, but that's a that's a hindsight twenty twenty perspective. That's but, because we all think that way. But there is some beauty and peace and being somewhere in the present and just being like, I got my mood out of that. Okay. Out of that moment, my mood is the reason I feel good now. But I have a question though, because I think memory is like there's versions of memory. So if I'm paying to get these version this, this memory implanted. Whose version is it? They give you like some options and you pick the broad options and then they fill in the details. So with... you're saying I should just watch Total Recall? Yeah. I mean, the, the pitch is pretty good. Like I would do it. I mm. Yeah. Go to like have an imprint of going to Mars without actually having to go to Mars. Uh, yes. Thank I would you. do it to every Someone place. Someone should tell that to Bezos. To every place <laughs> I've been to that has sand. What fucking money he is fucking wasting, dude, on that stupid ass 11 minute flight. You know how much that could improve you know one city? You know how many jobs he could pay sex workers for? All the blowies. Yes. We should relabel this instead of memory as a topic. It's just we we're basically useless and everything we've been telling you is based on faulty memory. That's, so, that's the, let's rename the podcast. Wait, when do I do my top five? Who cares? I don't know. Whenever you want. <laughs> At the end of the well, show. Well, we haven't done questions either. We have one question. Have Brandon's two. asking questions right now. I'm, a, I'm trying to ask a question. So I was on a medication for a while that fucked with my memory. No, we talked about it a little bit in the surviving podcast, but like they had me on like a bipolar medicine for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, any kind of mood stabilizers have cognitive effects. And it was like, uh, it was fine for a while, but then like in the last few years, I don't remember when, like I upped my dosage because it wasn't treating my depression. 
because I don't think it was really the right diagnosis. And it worsened it, you know, so it like causes you to, um, I guess, forget words, like words that you obviously know, but like you just have a problem with recall. So like getting out of that and past that was like a, a, a nice thing because it's it just it sucks. It sucks to feel like you don't have as strong a command of your own brain because of medication you're taking. You know, it's like, what problem are you trying to solve? Because you seem to be creating a, another problem. Another problem. Yeah. And I mean, that's true with a lot of medication. I mean, it was hard for I mean, me on my bottom five not to put you know, dementia or something just really obvious, right? Just the idea of losing memory for reasons out of your control that generally point towards death. But if you were on a mood stabilizing medication and then it also just a fuck with your day, it's like all of those strong mental medications just fuck with another aspect of your life in such a large way. It's well, the problem with psychiatry in general is that like it relies on self-reporting. So like, and fuck man, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to articulate. It's hard to like, you know, judge yourself. You know, it's, it's a challenge. So, so I feel like a lot of times you're just kind of like, well, I really don't want to just try another fucking medication i'll just you know yeah sure this is good and then you're like oh well i guess i'll just take more because this isn't working and then you're like wait a minute this is all wrong medical reasons memory does really seem like a fucking faulty device because you know when you go to the doctor and they always ask about pain threshold how Mm -hmm. much does this hurt today versus how much it hurt yesterday what a flawed question yeah i don't fucking know man you have to know that's a terrible like there's why are you required why hasn't medicine evolved? We're all just butchers, man. But doctors are constantly like, well, what do you think? And it's like, oh, bro, I don't know. Man. I, don't, I don't have the fucking degree. I'm not paying you yeah. $300 for 15 minutes of your time for you to ask me how I feel. Tell me, goddammit. Yeah, do a scan. Every time you go to the doctor, there should be a full body scan. Yeah. Full MRI. Just and it should everything. take two seconds. Check everything. I don't know why we haven't reached that level of technology. Like when you go to get like change your tire, like while you're there, just fucking check everything. Check everything, you're man. Already there. Okay, let's talk about very quickly just the quick hits of things that you remember or think about as being associated with memory that you wish th- that are just not important to you. Like uh, for me, it's song lyrics. Oh Those God. stick in your fucking head. Even the, especially the songs you hate. Um, I think about like uh, uh, collective memory, like stories, like. Memories that you collaborate on and you don't even know what the real version is. My, my buddy and I got on a phone call last night. He just randomly thought up of something that happened in seventh grade where I was at a Sonic. And it was the first time I had done like a walk up and talk into the talk box as opposed to being at a drive through where you're five feet away. So I yell into the microphone at the exact same volume as if I were five feet away in a car. I was like, hello, hello. I'd like a cheese. <laughs> and the guy comes across and goes, whoa, 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 man. Quiet down. Yeah. Chill the fuck out. And, and I don't remember that. And then all of a sudden it just hits me like a fucking like sack of bricks. That memory just comes flooding back. But I don't know how accurate that memory is. But I, I mean, phone numbers we talked about, passwords, things that people just commonly forget. And it's just like I, there's all the pedantic shit that you remember. You but like certain numbers. things, yeah, that, that are no use to you. Like I, I know people's AOL two handles. phone numbers. I know people's yeah. AOL handles still. Yeah. I know, like, so do you remember Scruff, McGruff, yeah. Chicago, Illinois, 60652? Like, can you Google, one of you guys Google 60652 and see if it's a zip code in Chicago? I'm on it. 
It is. I remember Mike Jones. How do you know? Number. Because I used to sell in Chicago. I'm really good at remembering, but serves no purpose outside of a random party trick. Is I'm really good at identifying background actors in other things that they've been in. What? What do you mean? Just random shit. Like we'll be watching. I'm like, that's the guy that was the wife of this guy in. So you have a thing for faces, is what you're saying? Yeah, but I don't remember names. Yeah, names is another thing that I fucking don't remember. Even if I'm like, you're like, hi, my name is Billy. I'll be like. Hello. And wouldn't you give up like a phone number from 20 years ago if you could remember someone's name who you just met 30 seconds ago and you've already forgotten? No, because in case I need to call Mike Jones, I don't want to. No, come on. You give it up. I but but goes back to that whole selective memory thing. You can't choose what to forget. When you're on a computer, what if you just randomly deleted files on your computer, but you couldn't get rid of other ones? Well, why are mute things easier to remember musically? Because I remember that's actually. Like I still know it's the way it's programmed in your negative brain, right? B, and it's a different part of negative your brain. Negative B plus or minus square root. Go, getting back to it for a second, there is something to the like waterfall memory effect. There, there's like a, I mean, imagine the. Why does everything come back to Harry Potter for me? I should just try and remove myself from J.K. Rowling because you hate uh, transgender people. And I did bring up the post op thing See? earlier. Man, we are learning so much about my dark side right now. I got to unpack some shit. But I always think about that scene where they're going through the vaults on that fucking mine car. But memory feels like that. It's like there are all of these steel doors and then someone will just open up a key and it'll be there. Remember everything. So like I wrote down yearbooks. Like think about all the shit you forget, the people you forget. Right. That like... it, it, it would take you 10 years to finally like make it all there. But then the second that you see a photo of something or you see like a quote about somebody like this was going to be the most successful person in your grade. And then all of a sudden you have all of these memories. It, of it's kind person. of like there's a there's a room with all this shit in and you forgot about the room. And when someone reminds you about the room, you can go in it and you see all these other things that you forgot. Yeah. And it's really it's such a cathartic feeling. Because it's like this whole, it's like a waterfall. It's just like this wave hits. All right, you want to hear some weird news? Does it have to do with poop? It does have to do with poop. Oh, really? I didn't even read that. Good call. I just had a sense that there's poop in more. We're on theme. (laughs) There's a slip and slide television show that NBC is producing that had to pause production. And, you know, honestly, that's something we're used to. With COVID, we've caught, we've paused a lot of different... You know, like we paused, I think, Batman twice the second time, though they blamed on COVID. But like kind of like the rumor is that fat. Yeah, he got fat. Yeah. But did you hear about the scene with Catwoman? No. What what happened to the scene with Catwoman? They cut out a really graphic scene where Batman's going down on Catwoman. Yes, I did. Yes. Is that why everyone's asking if like Batman goes yes, down? that's why Trevor Noah had a whole yeah. thing about it. Oh, yeah. I saw that trending. I didn't yeah. understand. That's why he was like, why do you think the bottom half is open? Because <laughs> it's there open business? A lot of pushing jokes, but you can't say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so NBC did not have to pause this for COVID. The ultimate slip and slide was the name of the show. Um, they had to pause production because up to 40 crew members fell violently ill. 
Um, people started collapsing and were being forced to run into porta potties due to an awful explosive diarrhea. What what caused it? Do they know that? Sounds like an everyday Friday to me. Uh, one crew member tested positive for uh, jeez, oh, I'm not going to pronounce this right. Uh, Gyanarda, a parasite that can cause diarrhea. What's frustrating about this article is it does not mention if anyone had diarrhea on the water slide while they were going down it. They have to say that. That's why. Why don't you report it? Because you know you can. That's the first thing I report it. That it was just poop water down all the way. I don't like this bullshit. Fantastic slipping enema. No, I don't like this bullshit about like. journalists keeping stuff from us to like spare us it's like no tell us the truth was there diarrhea down a water slide i want to know because it's funny all right you boys and girls it's time for five things with keisha with your host keisha five things with my girl so for some reason i know we've been talking about memory but i thought this episode was about forgetting <laughs> so all the same is it though yeah okay so my top five um are the five hardest things to forget Ooh, that's gonna be good and what i've noticed when i was doing this exercise is that did she say sex exercise? she definitely <laughs> said sex exercise we all heard it <laughs> when I was it doing happened this exercise don't forget it <laughs> what i realized was the, me- the things that you can't forget are on the opposite spectrum of things. Like you remember the worst thing and then you remember the best thing. And you forget all of the like, You forget you know, the in-between, mm-hmm. right? So number five. Astute observation. Right. Number five is your is <laughs> your best like work accomplishment and like the worst mistake you've made at your job. So just extremes. You're like saying that extremes. extremes are easy to remember. Yeah, because I think it either incites a very strong feeling of joy or sadness or anger. And then everything in between just kind of doesn't... Like you compare everything to the, the top, right? So the, everything else that falls beyond that is like, I don't I don't, I think I remember something. Like I can that. sum that up. Strong memories are strong. <laughs> are you asking me what... Yeah, are do you guys... Do you have... Do you have like, I have zero accomplishments. I mean, oh, come on. Get you your head some, out of your yeah. ass. This podcast yeah. is you almost You almost no. locked me in a safe uh, in an abandoned zombie bank. I mean, that's- I didn't lock you in it. <laughs> yeah, I work, you know, like, I mean, I've worked in entertainment my entire professional career. Nothing about that is, I don't help anyone. What about the sign? You got a sign set. What sign? Didn't you get like a bike lane sign or something? No, I'm not a sign. I got an actual <laughs> bike lane and it's it's bike not installed here. yet. Yeah, it sounds like a pretty big accomplishment that you will remember for the rest of your day. Okay. My best biggest accomplishment is finding a wonderful woman and marrying her. <laughs> that's true. That is a great accomplishment, but that's not a work accomplishment. That's a life accomplishment. Uh, it was a lot of work, <laughs> if we're being honest. Are you talking about Paula? Talking about Paula, yeah. So... For example, for me, like Shout out. best experience, best memory I have of like work and job is like winning this like shorty award, which is like the social media award. Worst, it's not just for you being less than shouty. five feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then the worst was this was my first job. I was a producer. That also is pretty misogynistic. The shorty, the shorty, shorty. So anyway, so the worst job I've or work thing I've done was when I first started working in like radio and broadcasting. I did like I was at a news talk station and I was in charge of updating news like press releases and stories on their website. 
And there was something that happened with one of the Kennedys, and I didn't know which one. And I just posted a random picture of a white man. <laughs> and it was the wrong Kennedy, and he got arrested or something. <laughs> and that was in Rhode Island. So, like, fucking people love the Kennedys up there. And I was like, Still, you're lucky you well, you're lucky you did that with a white guy. <laughs> did you see the 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 anchor that called Samuel L. Jackson? Um, I think he called him Denzel Washington. Oh. oh, but I mean, he he was a Kennedy though. Like it was like a name thing. It wasn't just like, like a random Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> I would have thought your worst professional career thing was your bottom five or your top five on Halloween and. <laughs> Halloween costume. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Just yeah. as an excuse to Shut tweet up. a photo of you as a Ewok. Sexy Ewok, first of all. Okay. And low, then low bar. Jamie Kennedy. Oh, Jamie Kennedy's not good. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not a Jamie Kennedy fan. Is anyone wait, he was I like was Scream he, he was decent wait, in Scream. Was he in Malibu's Most Wanted? Yeah, he was the main Okay, guy that was in a phenomenal movie. And Nick Swartz yeah. was oh, in no. that too. Phenomenal is a strong word. And Tyrese is in it, right? Who's that guy? No, Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs is in it. Tay Diggs is in it. He's he plays the like the gangster guy that's trying to like, oh the actor the actor who's who pretending plays to be, to be a gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, God, that was Tay Diggs. Okay, number four. Tay Diggs is a talented, dude. Hardest things to forget. Best and worst of like high school or college. Oh man, yeah, it's hard to. Well, I mean, the thing is, you you remember high school so much because so many of the memories are so scarring. And no one will emotionally the worst thing that they remember from college. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, so for example, my for high school for me was one year, my senior year, I decided that I didn't want to sit in the grass during graduation, and the only way I could sit on stage is if I ran for office because my grades were shit. So I ran for vice president and I won. <laughs> And so I got to sit on the, I got to sit on the on the stage next to like the valedictorian, and I'm pretty sure my GPA was like a two point four or something. And the guy was like, "What the fuck are you doing up yeah, here? Are you lost?" I was like, "I am the senior class vice president. I got to give a speech and everything." That's insane. I know that was a great memory. What was your speech about? I don't know. See? Like living. I don't yeah. fucking know. Then the worst was thing a was a moment of your life. The worst to actually say something. God, it's so depressing how much stuff you do remember from school. I'm telling because you, it is so. It's so cat. It's so catastrophic. It's well, so terrible. yeah. So here's the other thing. The worst thing was, I had my first like real boyfriend my uh, freshman year in high school, and we dated for like a year. This is like this guy was like my true love. Like I thought I was gonna marry this guy at Ethan? 15. No, Stephen. Stephen. But then we broke up. Because he cheated on me with like the other Asian at the school. <laughs> there was like you four of us. Asians, right? There was like four of us. I think that qualifies as a fetish. But yeah, yes. but yes, but like. That being said, wasn't one of your previous boyfriends like he had just got done with a marriage to an Asian woman? Filipino, yeah. And she was like from the Philippines. Oh, you mm. haven't really. <laughs> you haven't you, really. You haven't learned. From. You kind of <laughs> seem to have a type for guys who fetishize no, Asians. No, I will say though, Professor. Step away. Uh, Archie has never dated an Asian woman before. Number three is trips. Best trip actually had to do with my ex-fiance. So the best trip was the trip I took with my family after I ended the engagement because we went to Spain and I got fucking hammered and ate so much food and it was like my rebirth as a woman. <laughs> so I ate she went so to much food. I, I, I also I had, I had an afterbirth of shit. That came I also out of realized that I was topics. I was lactose intolerant. No, I'm kidding. You're gonna say like I went to a vaginal re <laughs> rejuvenation <laughs> clinic, vaginal. 
Vaginal. Vaginal. Did you say vaginal? I said vaginal. (laughs) I don't know why. Again, I sent a command to my brain (laughs) and the wrong thing came out. It's not my fault. I ordered the right word and the wrong word came out. Vaginal. I don't know how it works. Um, And then the worst trip was I took, we took a trip. We drove from Providence to Quebec, which is like an eight hour drive to save our relationship. And then two days into that trip, he says, I don't know if I ever want to marry you. And so I was like, we're just going to go home. (laughs) So I had to sit in the car and drive with him. Why did he say he didn't want to? I don't know. It's insane. It was a fucking horrible trip. I got that once, but it's because I didn't believe in God. And I was like, well, he just he was just like, I don't I don't know. But he knew for sure that he wasn't sure that he was going to marry. But he wanted to keep fucking you. Well, that was a pretty valuable eight hours. If you ask me, you basically saved yourself months of time. No, seriously. So it was like a good and bad thing, right? That was a horrible trip. But then I'm like, oh, this is like the beginning of the end. Yeah. So maybe do some soul searching on worst trip. A little bit. (laughs) Okay. Number two, sex. I would say maybe the eye patch trip was worse than that trip. (laughs) Dude, Dude. I remember a lot of awkward sex stories. Okay, awkward is not the right, but awkward is different from like the worst sex you've ever had. I've never had bad sex, but I've given bad sex. (laughs) (laughs) You've gifted. I've gifted bad sex, but I've never been on the receiving end of, I've, I've been on the receiving end of boring sex, which I guess is the equivalent for a guy. Yeah. We can have boring sex, but it's hard to have bad sex for a guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, true. It, you know, that um, colloquialism, everyone is their own worst critic. Yeah. Except for men talking about sex, yeah. in which case they're all their best critic and that all men suck at sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there was... Yeah, you are bad. F, F minus. I think... That's why I think all men are Ross. Like, Chandler and Joey is a mix of how men see themselves ross is actually how 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 men are yeah that's a pretty good they're as i mean as unreasonable as you know ignorant as stubborn i would believe that up to karate ross and rage ross i'm trying to think of like the best sex and i can't i don't i think you have to define what so good i couldn't verbalize it (laughs) like what is like how do you i guess you have to just define what best is worse though there was one guy in college that um i met at a bar and we started hooking up and then in the middle of it, he was like, he was like on top, like his, like his bottom area was on top, and then out of nowhere he was like, "I just want to piss on your face," <laughs> and I was like, "No!" And then I like swipe, like swatted it like a bug, and it just you know like the door stoppers that goes. And it was like I swatted it, and came back, but yeah, I think that's the start of my not face things. But yeah, he really was into peeing on faces. Gross! And I'm like, it hurts your eye. It's just look. I mean, you gotta, you can't blame him for throwing it out there. He doesn't know. I mean, he was he was in a power position too. Like, here's the thing: he put it so close to your face to start peeing. (laughs) Swatted it like a doorstop. What's a more normal time to tell someone you want to pee on their face? Hey, next time, would you be open to? Or when you're in the heat of it, throwing it out there? No. Come on. Because that you've, killed the you've, mood. You've entered into a social contract. <laughs> you think that kills the mood? Or he's just someone, throwing it out there that you're not, and if you don't want to partake. Is he never hinted at it. Like, I will. How always- do you hint <laughs> at weird sex stuff? Don't do it with a girl you're just hooking up with for the first time. That's fair. <laughs> That's a fair point. It's like my favorite line in bed. It's like, yeah, baby, men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. But my favorite planet's Uranus. And you just wait for the response. <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> I've never said that. This is the first time I actually I will, thought of that. I will that. confirm with Maggie. <laughs> I just came up with that on the fly. I feel like that's a that should be in play. I think that it's hard. You're welcome, audience. <laughs> it's hard to define best, though. Like some people will say it's like the the best feeling. Some people have been like the best orgasm, the weirdest stuff. Sometimes it's like, oh, the scenery was nice. You know, yeah, it's I like don't tough. Know. I remember fun situations and like new things. I guess I remember that. But then those are like super strong experiences. Um, but the peeing in the face was. I just just don't judge him. That's well, all I'm, I'm not, saying. I'm not judging him, but like, don't act like it's like as normal as like asking for a BJ. You know what I mean? Uh, but don't use the word normal. That's judge. Like, look, man. It's as common as ask. I don't think asking to pee on a girl's face is no. as common. No, as no, 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 no. Not at all. But I, d- I just think people should be allowed in a certain environment to express what they're interested in. That environment is not my first dick is time. two feet from your not face and feet, I'm ready to shoot. Feet. Come on. It it's was, a more appropriate to do it when your dick is out. It was like this. That, okay, yeah. Would you prefer it? He bring it up then or over dessert? Dessert, Over because dessert. Then no, because then I don't have to make eye contact with it. Then you don't immediately have regret you know during sex that you brought that man. Because in a your lot bedroom. of people don't feel comfortable or no, they feel what's, ashamed but what's to do it. Is I'm no longer no longer saying no to him. I'm making direct eye contact with the thing, and I'm saying no to it. And really emphasize the eye eye patch. <laughs> 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 no, I. So here's the thing. That's kind of a strong sentiment where you would be saying to yourself, like, this is a make or break <laughs> thing. Like, no one who brings... If you bring up pee to someone who's not into pee, relationship over. I mean, it's done. It's like, you're into no. pee. I'm not into pee. We're I'm, never going to mesh I'm, physically. I'm never going to slowly get into yeah. pee. I'm just, that's a world. No that, way. I'm not, I don't like Kevin Costner's water world. Like, no. it's just not my game. I don't think that's true. Like, if, I, if it was a pretty chick and she was like, I really want to pee on you or I want you to pee on me. No! I'd be willing to do it. No, it wouldn't Brandon. be my thing, but I'd be no, willing. No. Yeah, but then what I'm saying is they ask before and they don't do it if you it's say not, no. They did not ask. He made a statement. He peed on you? No, he was like, I just want to pee on your face. Well, that's a and question. It, that's that, No, that's still a question. <laughs> and then he that's was still like, a question. That's just, you know, no, no question mark at no, the end of it. No, he did not ask. How would you feel if I pissed on that your face? That was the implication. Did he piss on your face? He almost did. If a person he didn't. Put, if if a person put a gun to your head and said, "I just want to shoot you in the face." <laughs> They're not asking. I would They're say They're not asking no, you. Sir, that is that is I a don't statement want of you intent. to shoot me in the face. Well, I respect <laughs> your your desire is valid. Do you know why I would let a girl pee on my face? No. If she wanted to, because she was really into it, and that makes but me that happy. no, and you Brandon, think of yourself as a toilet. But that no. is for somebody that <laughs> I you're just in a, like someone being excited about. Like I'm trying to get Paula excited about this cult, and she's just not doing it, not getting excited. But you're not excited about her excitement of pegging you. So <laughs> that's how how is that similar? You can't have your cake and eat it. That's you, but. but Fucking dildo in your ass is not having a cake and eating it too. For some people. How? How is it similar? First of all, the situation that you are mapping out is in relation to somebody that you are in a relationship with. This guy was a random guy met at a bar. Yeah, and maybe he's met girls at bars that like That's pee what I'm in their saying. face. That means that he's led with that at some point and was like, jackpot. Here's what I will say. I think he should have led with, would you like to pee on my face. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and be like, you see how that feels? My turn. (laughs) Well, no, just like, you know, and like, and then you say, oh, I'm not into that. Then he's like, oh, well, how about I pee on your face? Would that be better? Would that be better for you? That's probably the better way he should have handled it. I agree with Brandon. I have to say, he's very wise. I just think that like- You just gotta lead by example. I just don't think we should shame people for their perverse sexual- I'm not shaming him. You are shaming. No, I'm not. It is just- You're saying that you should only feel confident or comfortable expressing a sexual kink in a committed relationship. No, read the room. No, in a safe space is what she's asking exactly. for. Read the room. Like, Here, I'm okay. not just going to introduce, like, pegging to a guy. Here's without, what I'm saying. Ask, like, talking about it a little bit. Was his penis out in the open? Yes. Brandon. And you were okay. Face. But you were was, okay with his penis being in your face. I didn't know what he was going to do. I thought it was like a... Like a drive-by, like it was just gonna like we're what? changing positions what? or something. But he like came up and then it stopped, and he was like, I just want "What I'm saying here? Face. What I'm saying and is, I was like, no. This is what I'm asking. You were okay with him not having anything on his penis, right? I I am. Was, well, like there was that? a condom, but like I was okay with, with his having dick being out of his pants, having sexual relations yes. with fluids going in places that they are expected to go. Okay, expected. That's a that's a judgment thing, man. He didn't ask about my thoughts on okay. it. Though. He did what? ask by saying he no! wanted to do it. That's a form of asking. Let's if he didn't ask, he would have just peed on your face. It's getting late, guys. All, All right. right. Okay, last one, last one. Um, the number one thing that is the hardest thing to forget is your best, I guess it'd just be your worst heartbreak. What's heartbreak? Like the first time you... F- <laughs> Fuck you. I can't believe you tried to answer <laughs> I was like, that. Well, first of all, Billy, like, <laughs> let me explain. When to you, two robot. people really love each other very much, they be on their faces. <laughs> it was high school, I guess, because like things just cut harder in high school because you felt you're, a lot. Yeah, you lot just felt. And then when you look back on, it, you're like, oh, that was stupid. She should have broken up with you. You, you should, uh, you know, watch what you say. Because I, you know, I had a big mouth. I didn't think before I said I got some people in trouble. In high school debate, things haven't changed. What about you, Billy? The first time my wife uh, rejected me and left for five <gasps> years. Was your first heartbreak? Was your well, be- like worst? Was, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be worse the next and time she, she does it. And then, and then the, the greatest victory is when she came crawling back <laughs> and said, like, I'm willing to settle for you. Cry more, noob. <laughs> I and I just looked upon her and said, ah, ha, 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 I will father your children. Ma, ha, ha. I mean, not with those morbidity rates. <laughs> no, no, they're great. No, they're it's good. The morphology. It's morphology. The mor- Speaking of, I've got things to do. Ew. Just admit defeat to you. I don't think I'm going to go and actually get tested because I know I'm not going to. I know you're going to win. Probably. I believe that. You have superior seed. Look at him. You're li- look. This is a catch. I this did guy survive the Irish potato famine. Just got True. a brand new job. Everyone's trying to get him to work. No one wants me to work for them. No, they're actually telling you not to work. They're actively them. telling me not to work for them. This is a fun episode, guys. I enjoyed it. Brandon was talking about how it's great if a girl pees on his face because he's really open to people being really sexually excited and being a part of that. But as soon as pegging comes into play, he's like, oh, no, it's not good to be sexually excited. <laughs> I don't want a fucking dildo in my ass. It hurts. It's very silly. Or I imagine it hurts. Someone. I haven't. No, I. 
And I'd... next episode, Phantom Pain, everybody. <laughs> we'll discuss Phantom No, I'm with you, man. I don't want one. No way. But I've this had episode old... brought to you by Bun Gun. <laughs> That's bungun.com. Bungun.org. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.